Sometimes we start backwards and we try and have people create these boundaries physically, but we don't work on the heart of the issue. And that really is our heart. Welcome to the Real Talk 238 podcast with your host, Denise Lee, an Associate Licensed Counselor and Nationally Board Certified Counselor in the state of Alabama under the supervision of Cotina Stroud. The Real Talk 238 podcast has real conversations concerning taboo topics, which people may find themselves struggling with that may not be discussed, especially in relation to the church. The purpose of the Real Talk 238 podcast is to bring awareness, hope, and encouragement. Having these conversations will shed light on the truth and break the lie of being the only one, being stuck, isolated, and alone because there is someone else who has gone through something similar. Topics discussed on the Real Talk 238 podcast are not a substitute nor does it replace professional medical, psychiatric, psychological, or mental health advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and is intended strictly for informational and educational purposes only. All right, let's get started. Hey everyone, my name is Denise Lee, and I am the host of the Real Talk 238 podcast. Today, if you had not noticed already, I had released episode 17 and now I'm releasing episode 18. Episode 17 was on when ministry is hurting emotionally. I thought it would be very fitting to release this episode as well on emotional purity. We are in a day and a time where it's more important than ever to have our emotions in check, to not hold on to pain and hurt, but to normalize those conversations. I hope you enjoy this interview that I had with J.C. Lee Pulford, where we discussed emotional purity. Hey, everyone. Welcome today to the Real Talk 238 podcast. Today's episode, my guest is J.C. Lee Pulford. I'm excited to have her. She lives in Enfield, Connecticut. She's a homeschool mom, and she also has her own business, Hello Awesome Ministries. She's an author and an artist. She is also a fellow podcaster, which is even more exciting. And the Hello Awesome podcast, if you have not heard her podcast, you need to go listen to it. It's really good. What I really like about her podcast is she likes to inspire others and really especially to young women. Her husband's name is Jonathan and she's been married for 11 years. She has two boys age eight and five and she attends the Apostolic Church of Enfield. She's been in church for 14 years and ministries that she's involved in is choir and decorations coordinator. She describes herself as being creative, compassionate person who loves to laugh and have deep conversations. And a fun fact is that she studied fashion design for six months in college. Hey, JC, welcome to the podcast today. Hi, Denise. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. It's awesome. I really love your podcast. I guess you could say I'm a bit of a fan. And so one thing I like is because you do, you bring on these young women to, you know, you interview all these different women who are entrepreneurs. What what gave you the idea to go that route? 
I love this question. Well, first, thank you for shouting out the podcast. It really is a third child of mine. As you know, being a podcaster is a lot of work. And so you have to really love it. One of the things I really wanted to do was bring on other apostolics, specifically apostolic entrepreneurs who have gone through the journey of wondering, Lord, what is what does my calling look like? Because I think being a creative Christian is just so different. And a lot of us You know, we do serve in other ministries in the church, but you might not find us on the pulpit. You might not find us behind a piano, but we have creativity that was given by God. And I feel like a lot of us always have kind of similar dreams, maybe owning our own business. And so I wanted to give a space for our creative people in the movement, in the faith, and and to just share what their journey looked like and that it's okay if it's different because God doesn't make us cookie cutter. Exactly. We're definitely not cookie cutter. Oh, my word. I think the world would be in trouble if everybody was like me. So you had wrote two books. And this is where this conversation is going. Because one of the things you talk often about on your podcast is about emotional purity. Now, as a therapist, I had never heard that term before. And it really intrigued me. But can you tell can you talk more about that? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's actually my first book that I wrote. When I first came into church, I was 22 years old and it was in 2007. I ended an engagement that was long-term to somebody who was an atheist. I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to have as my spouse. And I was just going through a lot of spiritual stuff on my own. When I first came to the Lord and I spent time in his word, he really kept bringing me to the Psalms and Proverbs and showing me the importance of a clean heart, you know, the scripture, you know, yes. created me a clean heart. Yes. I think it's Psalms 52, 10, I believe. And I really started meditating on that. And I realized that a lot of the teaching behind purity is kind of backwards, but not because it's not well-intentioned. We want people to have a pure life because that's important to Jesus and it's important for us as his believers. But I believe that sometimes we start backwards and we try and have people create these boundaries physically, but we don't work on the heart of the issue. And that really is our heart. I wrote The Palace Keepers, which is my first book all about my testimony and talking about that it's really important to start in your heart first. And from out of that will flow your boundaries and your convictions. Right. I I was thinking about the scripture when you was talking about where Jesus talked about the inside of the cup was dirty, but the outside was clean. And I think that's so important that we've got things backwards because too, when people come into church, there have been church members, as sad as this is to say, that want to try to clean, get all the outside cleaned up. And yet the inside is those filthy rags or the dirty inside, and it hasn't even been touched. And so that's so important. Sometimes it's a matter of working from the inside out, because if it's not in our heart, we can do all the outward stuff, but it's not going to stick. I agree. And I think, like I said, a lot of us are well-intentioned. And the longer that I've been in church, I have a unique perspective. And I think that's been a gift for me to help other people, especially those who have been in church all of their life and maybe are just kind of confused. And I kind of felt called to speak to those, especially young women who are kind of on the fence of whether they should stay in church or go. And I kind of feel like I'm definitely not up there in stature, but I kind of feel like I'm Peter in a way or John, just that voice of saying, please do not go that way. God has more for you than you could even realize. And 
you have to do the heart work and it is hard work, but it's worth it. Exactly. It is definitely worth it. It makes me think of another saying, if you live for God hard, then it's easy. But if you live for God easy, then it's hard. And yes, it's definitely a lot of hard work. So tell me about how does the the emotional purity roll into the glitter effect? Well, I've never had this question asked, but it does work because wherever God is working, he's going to just bring you a lot of different revelations. Well, I've, I've written actually three books and then I'm on my fourth book now. So the glitter effect is the second book and it's all about the power of influence. What I feel as far as emotional purity is it's a journey. Our Christianity is a journey. Living for God is a journey. And I think sometimes we beat ourselves up or we're not at the place that we feel like we need to be when it comes to how we speak and how we behave. It does flow from our relationship with God and who he has shown us he is, but also who he has shown us we are. But the only way to do that is to make sure he is our filter. The glitter effect really is about God was really working in my heart. I'm a mother of two boys. They're eight and five. I am the only woman in the house. I mean, even guinea pig is a man. (laughs) Yes, uh, friend, I so relate to that. I'm the only... Well, a human female in the house. Yes. (laughs) So yes, I relate to that. The Lord really challenged me when we realized our second, that we were going to have a second boy. And I think it was something that he really was trying to bring out of me. And it was, who are you going to be a reflection of as a woman, as a mother to these growing boys who are going to become men? And one of the things he showed me was my influence and how Everybody has influence. You don't have to be a woman, obviously, just you as a person. And we don't have, whether we like it or not, uh, we have it. The glitter effect really is kind of an analogy of if we spill like a bottle of glitter, I am a creative person. So God uses a lot of like visual stuff uh, to to bring points to maybe my stubborn brain. (laughs) But if we spilled glitter, it is impossible to clean up every single speck and put it back into the bottle. And God showed me that what we say and what we do is like glitter. It's our influence. And so it can spill out and that glitter can attach to people and it can affect their lives. If we don't have a emotional purity, if we're not focusing on allowing God to be our filter, allowing Jesus to work in us and to take the stuff out that might be a stumbling block to somebody else, then we are, we might not influence the world the way that he wants us to. Right. That's a really good point. Something you said that made me think about the influence you have on your, your children as a young parent, you may not realize it or somebody who's a young parent, but I'm like, both my boys are grown looking now where I'm at compared to when they were real little. If I'd known what I know now, I'm sure the outcome would have been a whole lot different. You know, that thing of, oh, if I could go back and redo it. But but a lot of people don't realize how much influence they really have on their their children, especially when they get grown. I've seen it very often that a lot of times in my own therapy practice, a lot of people will actually marry people that are similar to their parents, whether it's... Mm-hmm like their dad or like their mom. And it's, I just always find that very intriguing. I have heard that. I'm not surprised. (laughs) I think it's just something maybe psychologically that we are not even realizing happens. And 
you know, I grew up in a very loving home, but like any home, there's some challenges. And looking back, I, I could see just the different situations or different things that have happened that made me who I was before coming to Jesus. And there are still things within me that I'm like, Lord, I thought I was over this. For one example, like anger, you know, being an angry parent, it's so hard when you're like, I'm apostolic, I shouldn't be angry. But then you realize that the word says anger and sin not, that there's a place for our emotions. And that also goes back to emotional purity is it's not saying eliminate your emotions. God gave us emotions for a reason, but it's just, it's aligning them with his will and not our own. Right. Do you find also like as far as culture goes, because you're, you're Puerto Rican, is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you ever find that culture plays into that? Definitely. Just just emotion overall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Coming from my family is a hundred percent Puerto Rican. My dad was born on the island, uh, Puerto Rico. My mom was born here, but her parents were from Puerto Rico as well. And so we're very passionate people. (laughs) Uh, We're also very prideful people that can create a lot of tension, just the passion and the pride. And it's not always such a negative thing, but Sometimes we feel that to be bold is to be the loudest person in the room. And that's not always the case. I mean, Jesus shows us that you can be bold and be loving and not always have to be the only person talking. So God has really taught me that it's important to appreciate your culture and honor your culture, but we cannot let our culture and we cannot let traditions override his will and his ways because they're higher than all of our ways. That, that's a really good point. As far as like your, like your boys, how do you go about teaching them emotional purity? It's very difficult because one thing that God is teaching me is that, and it's something that we know, but when you think about it a certain way, the children are immature. They're, they're children, they're learning. So I have to be very careful trying to expect them to have adult reactions. I've listened to a few podcasts about that. And there was one book that really, they're not apostolic, but they are Christian mothers. And it was a book called, uh, co-wrote it with Wendy Speak. And it is a beautiful book. And it really talks about some of the things that I've really felt in my heart as far as like emotional purity. And just if we rein in our own emotions, It'll teach our children that they should do the same. So it's really trying to be the example first, which is not always the easiest thing to do. Right. But I think the biggest thing also is getting them to be comfortable with apologizing. I'm so sorry. I, I did it just this morning, actually. You know, I, I said something out of just frustration to my son. And I said, and afterwards, I said, you know what? That wasn't right. I shouldn't have said that to you. It doesn't matter how frustrated I was. You don't deserve, you know, the words that I just said. And so I hope that you could forgive me. And so if we can just ask our children to forgive us when we fail, it teaches them that their mistakes aren't set in stone, that there's still hope and there's still grace for us. That's good. What was the name of the book again? Because it went blank there for a little bit. Sorry. Triggers. Oh, Triggers. Okay. And who was the authors again? Amber Mills, Leah and Wendy Speak. Say you have somebody who comes in the church and and they weren't always in church and they lived a promiscuous lifestyle before church. And so how would you help them, you know, or how would you talk to them about emotional purity? 
Well, I really appreciate this question because I think we should probably address that with the people that come into the church. And there are a lot of people who are just burdened with shame. And I've had a lot of people message me, especially young girls message me. And, you know, they have a lot of shame and they don't feel like they can come to God because they haven't earned that. They feel like they have to earn it. And one thing I have to tell them is that none of us are enough and none of us earn it. We all have sinned. And just because that they've had this promiscuous life does not mean that that sin is bigger than somebody else's sin. It is good that they recognize that what they did was wrong. And so I try and lead them to repentance and acknowledging that they're in a place now that they can get better and that running away from God or going back is not going to erase their shame. It's going to just create more. And so what I encourage them to do is just, first of all, create consistent devotion. I'm a huge person of personal devotion time. And I think that reading one or two scriptures a day is good, but it's not enough sometimes. You know, you have to really have that relationship with God. Yes. And so I encourage them to just focus on God for themselves. And the second thing is to find a mentor or somebody that they can trust in the church, in the local church, and bind together with other women who can lift them up when they can't lift themselves up, who can sit down with them and go through the scriptures with them. And I think it's really important to have somebody come alongside you and lift you up because that shame is going to weigh you down and you need other voices besides your own at that point. Yes, definitely. I know even at my age, I still really, and as long as I've been in church, I still find it very important to find those, those women that I have built relationship with that I can turn to when I'm really struggling or, Hey, can you pray for me? Or, or just like even going and getting a cup of coffee or just whatever the case may be. And so many times that is so helpful just to, Mm -hmm. you know, when we're facing those bumps in the road and, and the struggles to kind of help get us over, you know, God didn't expect us to be alone, you know, a lonely Island. He expected us to reach out to other people. I agree. And I think a lot of us want to, but some of us are scared that we won't be received well yeah. or that we'll be rejected because of maybe some trust issues that we have in our past. And there's something that I've said before is Jesus is not the same as somebody who has hurt you in the past. He's right. not like that. And so sometimes we put human attributes on Jesus that he never even put on himself. We look at him like we would look at somebody like another friend next door or something, but he's way more than that. He's our father, he's our creator, and he has just a special plan for our lives. And I think if we can just get closer to him through our personal devotion and prayer and just really try and connect with him on that one-on-one level, that really is going to make all the difference. Even if it's hard and even if it's really awkward sometimes or confusing, it's necessary. Yes, absolutely. Well, as we wrap up this day for the episode right now, just talk to somebody out there who is struggling with emotional purity. Talk to that person. So I know right now that you might be feeling just so overwhelmed with guilt. Maybe there was something that you did that you said that you would never do. Maybe there was a line that you crossed and you are looking back at that line and wishing you can go back. But that is the beautiful thing about the cross, because 
every single sin that we have done and that we can will do is covered by the blood that he shed for us on Calvary. So I encourage you that repentance is something that you have to seek out. Ask the Lord for forgiveness. Even if you can't physically pray or it's hard for you to pray, take up journaling. I do this. I prayer journal and it is an amazing thing. Ask God to forgive you, to show you the areas um, that you need to work on and to uh, lead you to the right scriptures. And I also encourage you to find a mentor, somebody who you admire, preferably in your local church, because it's more personal that way. But even still, just somebody who you know has maybe have had the same lifestyle as you or have gone through some things and can provide you with some good, honest, godly feedback and advice. The third thing I would say is give yourself grace and realize that this is not going to be the first time you make a mistake, but that shouldn't bring you to a place of overwhelm. It should just remind you how much you truly do need God and to make sure you're in his word, make sure that you've repented. If you haven't been baptized, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. If you haven't received his spirit, then you need the infilling of the Holy Ghost because that's going to be your comforter and your peace. And it's really the the spirit of God that's going to guide you to just better days and a better version of you. This was so good. I really enjoyed this conversation with JC. Thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. I really enjoyed talking with you about emotional purity. Where can they find your books at? Well, thank you, first of all, for letting me on the podcast. I am really excited and it feels good to be on the other side of the microphone and um, answering the questions. I was just kind of preparing and and it was really challenging in a good way for me. So I appreciate that. My books are available in my shop. I have a full-fledged gift shop for apostolics uh, called Hello Awesome. It's also where you can find links to all of the things that I do, including my podcast. There's actually a podcast player on there. It's helloawesome.live, L-I-V-E. And you can find The Glitter Effect on there and Give It to God Girl, which is my book that came out last year. My new book is going to be out sometime early this year. You could also find my books, especially The Palace Keeper on Amazon. And I'm sitting here looking at your website. You've got all kinds of great stuff on here, like coloring books and audio books and uh, Mm -hmm. good stuff. And even I believe uh, you also have apparel like hats and shirts, what have you. So good stuff. Please go check it out. And if you have not listened to our podcast, go to listen to Hello Awesome Podcast, which you should be able to find on all the major podcast platforms out there. Anything else for before we wrap up here? Well, I just wanted to say the shop really was an extension of just what God has placed on my heart to do. Obviously, you know, writing books was awesome. He really placed on my heart to do the shop. And I and I encourage everybody to go check it out. I have actually church staff gifts on there for people who are who work at the church who maybe get overlooked sometimes. So there's a best pastor ever mug. There's best first lady or best pastor's wife mugs, different things like that to honor them. You mentioned the coloring books and I forgot to mention that, but I have a modest fashion coloring books uh, for young ladies, which has been a great gift and it's for all ages. And I just thought it was important to keep creating uh, content and items for 
just ladies and young girls that kind of fill that need. So if you are a mother of like young girls or a aunt or a grandmother, and you're not sure about, you know, finding appropriate coloring books out there for them that are modest, uh, you can find at least two of them (laughs) on Hello Awesome. Well, thank you again, JC, for coming on the podcast today. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Real Talk 238 podcast for this week's episode. If you have enjoyed this episode of the Real Talk 238 podcast, please subscribe so you will be notified when new episodes are released. If you would like to leave a comment, or there is a topic you would like discussed on the Real Talk 238 podcast, you can drop an email at therealtalk238 at gmail.com. You can also find the Real Talk 238 podcast on Facebook and Instagram listed as at the Real Talk 238. As a reminder, the Real Talk 238 podcast is not a substitute, nor does it replace therapy. Always seek the advice of your physician or a qualified licensed mental health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or mental health disorder. Until next time, have a blessed day.